Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. And we return for our number two of the Mark Hoke Show here on KDON 101.5 FM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. We got you covered, everybody. Man, I'll tell you what, it is just WrestleMania season, AEW Revolution season, WWE Elimination Chamber coming up. It has been just something super duper special, and I'll actually get myself on the live stream screen here in a second, too. There we go. Ruben Bressler joining us as well, but he will be on as soon as whatever alarm is going off in his background (laughs) gets over with. So he's got a little bit of a noise, and uh, I think we got Ruben back now. Ruben, we got you. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's still happening, but I can talk over it when it's it, it, whatever, man. Good radio. <laughs> that's what that's what we got here. All right, fair enough. Well, very happy to have you uh, joining me here. It's like uh, hawking animal. Yeah, it's nice to be back. I I, I missed you, buddy. Uh, it's you know we've got a good rapport. You know it's doesn't really matter what the subject material is. We've got, uh, we were able to banter about it. Well, we're not talking about butterflies or anything like that. Well, not today. No, no, we're not doing it at all. Not happening. No, but I've got all these notes. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you took notes. I've got got a few too, but a guy who of the the butterfly notes is what I meant. Oh, you do. Well, Mm -hmm. I I hate to say it, but uh, you can throw those in the garbage can. Well, darn. Because we're we're talking pro wrestling here on KDON. And I'm going to get our next guest in, senior editor over there at WrestleZone.com. Amazing work. Amazing dude. And very much a Cody crybaby. And that's all right. It's okay. He is something special. And one of the great backdrops in pro wrestling, too. Matt Black is on the show. Welcome, Matt. How are you? What's up, Mark? If being a Cody crybaby means Cody gets his main event at WrestleMania, then so be it. That's hey, that's right. That's what, that's what we all are here. That it's a badge of honor. I remember when when that whole thing happened. I found a picture of Cody leaning on that statue of of his dad, and went off on the rock. That's how much of a Cody crybaby I was. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm I'm proud of it. I wear that badge had, right there. It baby. had to be done. It did. It had to be done. It did. Well, so we we managed to get back to it, and uh, but we had another promo issue. Now we talked about what happened with Darby on AEW with Stu Myrick in the last hour. Now I'm going to pick a bone with this promo that The Rock did on Friday. Uh, and and Matt, I don't know if you know you just meeting Ruben here, but you know, Ruben's done comedy and a lot of TV writing and stuff like that. So the rock comes out and he starts talking about the Utah jazz and how the Utah jazz lost. 
And they didn't cry about it. They came back and worked their way back to the championship. What did Cody do? He didn't do anything. And he gets his rematch. And I'm sitting there scratching my head when I'm watching this promo. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I I actually, and, and kids, I did my research. I did my research. I hopped on the Internet Wrestling Database, and if you haven't been on that thing, it's literally got almost every match that everybody's ever had. It's got, and you can actually search by venue and everything else. So I was like, well, let's see what Cody did just for fun. Do you know Cody lost two singles matches since WrestleMania? The triple threat match. One of them was the Brock. One was the Brock at the Night of Champions, which he avenged in that, that best of three series they did. The other was the triple threat match when they had the world championship tournament that, of course, Seth won, and he didn't yeah. get pinned. And he lost two tag matches with um, with Jay when they had won the yeah. titles and lost yeah. them. That's it, kids. He's won like 65 or 70 matches for the year. And, of course, he won the Royal Rumble, which gives him the right to wrestle for the championship. Exactly. And, and I'm just sitting there saying to myself, how did that promo make any sense whatsoever zero and then i'm also kind of you know scratching my head with this whole thing that everybody's coming with conspiracy theories that the rock was pointing at roman when he was saying that you know you're going to lose at wrestlemania and he had the l up when he was at the end Guns of it up, and, baby bullet club gold for the rock yeah <sighs> He's he's ready to join. He's jumping ship. Yeah. So <laughs> the whole thing, and this is what this is what I was talking about earlier in terms of continuity and being careful what you write. And then I saw the story that apparently Brian Gerwitz and and Triple H and a whole bunch of people were actually in on writing that promo. This wasn't just the Rock going out and doing this. That everybody was in on this thing too. And I'm That's saying, even to, worse. yeah, and that made it even worse. I'm just like, nobody caught that. So I was kind of blown away and saying to myself, this, this, the rock sticking his nose in this thing. You know, when he joined the board and all of a sudden, you know, he's got to wrestle a match. And instead of just sticking with the plan, you kind of threw a curveball in there. Well, now the curveball got past the catcher. And we're chasing the, you know, chasing the ball back to the backstop and trying to throw the runner out at second. And it's kind of, okay, you know, what do we do now? And it, I'm sorry to go off about that part of it, but it's kind of made this little, this path very thin. Your reaction, both of you guys, I'll start with you, Matt. Well, well, first off, you talked about continuity, and I know a lot of people had issues with the Darby Allen promo on Dynamite. But here's where the here's where the fact remains: where I didn't have a problem with it. He was speaking on continuity. He was speaking on things that legitimately happened. Cody is the EVP that brought him into that company. If it wasn't for Cody, Darby would have never been signed by AEW. So they were not ignoring their past just because one of their former employees went on to another place. I respect that because it treats me like an intelligent wrestling fan. And I don't want to be treated like I'm stupid. So I appreciated what Darby said on Wednesday night. The Rock came out, and I thought he went into business for himself, honestly, because his promo didn't make any sense. And anybody who helped write that with him 
deserves just as much blame as The Rock does. If if the San Francisco 49ers go back and win the NFC Championship next year and go to the, and have the right to go to the Super Bowl, they're not going to look over at the Dallas Cowboys and go, you know what, you're America's team, so we're going to let you guys play the Super Bowl for us instead. Right. That's not how this works. You, if you win the Royal Rumble, you get your shot at the championship at WrestleMania. That's how it. That's how it's established. That's how it's been for the last almost three decades now, and that's the way it needs to work. the The Rock's reasoning for this to all take place and why Cody doesn't deserve to be in the spot that he's in doesn't make any sense. And and I think the problem right now is nobody's willing to treat the audience like they're intelligent. Because nobody wants to flat out say what happened. And they're all trying to cover it up with these cutesy little words and this in these in these different lingos. And look, here's the fact of the matter. And you could turn this into a story point. Cody, the rock came to me, sold me a false bill of goods about his family and wanting to fix things for his family. So I graciously decided I was gonna step aside for him. And I was still going to step aside for him in Las Vegas at the press conference. But then I saw what he did on stage with Roman and with the with the bloodline family tree and shaking Roman's hand. And they all looked like they were in on it together. And that's what I was like. No. Rock played me. I'm taking my rightful spot at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. And everybody would have been OK with that. That that's a story that makes sense. You could take what really happened behind the scenes, turn it around a little bit, and turn it into a storyline. Instead, they're dancing around it. They're, they're dancing around the real fact of what happened instead of just trying to tackle it head on for everything to make sense. And with each promo, things are becoming more complicated and more convoluted than they needed to be. And The Rock's promo really put it over the top. I, I Look, I love Heel Rock. He's hilarious. I, I like his little zingers on the crowd and all that and – Sitting along with The Rock and Trailer Park Trash and all that. It's funny, but the meat of the promo didn't make any sense whatsoever. And everybody in WWE, from The Rock to everybody, to Gerwitz, Triple H, anybody who helped him write that promo needs to take a hard look in the mirror and go, we screwed the pooch on that one. There you go. How can we fix it? There you go. Ruben. Yeah, I think I'm swayed. Uh, You know, I didn't have that opinion uh, first of all, hello. How you doing? Uh, I'm Ruben. Nice to meet you, Matt. How you doing, uh, man? Uh, yeah, I didn't have that strong of an opinion, mostly because I, you know, when The Rock is talking, I'm just like, I'll, I'll listen to whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter what the words are, <laughs> you know? Like, you can do whatever it is. He came out with a vest, and I was like, I'm on board with whatever's about to happen. <laughs> I don't really care what the content of whatever's happening here is. If he's got the vest and we get Hollywood Rock, like, that's that's awesome. But... What you're what you say makes sense. I agree with you because but this has always been the case, right? AEW has always treated the audience as smarter and smart enough to keep up with all of the facts. And WWE is still trying this sort of 90s ish uh, uh, mentality where information doesn't travel like it does. And people can't be as educated as they are on the details of professional wrestling. And. I'm a little bit forgiving of that, again, because the business side of WWE has been so in flux over the past couple months that I'm willing to give them a little bit of leeway. I'll give a little bit of leeway to Triple H and to The Rock 
and the people who are in power and who are writing their own promos probably um, because of the turmoil in the background. But you're right. I mean, it's tough to tell whether what he says in that promo is purposefully inaccurate to get cheap heat or whether it's just a mistake. I'm going to hedge towards the first, but it's real easy to be the rock busy making movies, doing business deals, you know, doing a bunch of other stuff, writing this promo, not really caring about the fact checking and just going out and doing it. And, but I also will give credit to the rock because he's very smart. He knows how to use the crowd, use the audience. And as soon as he saw the reaction that when he came out the first time, he was like, all right, it's time to, it's, you can't fight against the storm. Like you've got to ride the wave. So I'm, I'm sort of on the fence, but having heard Matt talk about it a little bit more, I'm, I'm pretty swayed. I, I think that it's another right, uh, ship writing moment where they've got to sort of circle the wagons again. Yeah. It's when, when I saw them change this to rock Roman, I just knew that they're, they took a, what seemed to be a very easy path and just narrowed it to a point where now you're walking on a tightrope and it's going to be real easy to take a step where now you're going to be kind of, I mean, picture, if you picture in your head, you know, you went from walking on a, a nice, comfortable bridge across there, which, you know, you can always screw it up anyway, but now you're walking on a tightrope and you take that one step and you're kind of wobbling now holding that pole and you're like, Oh my God, you know, am I, am I going to fall or not? And you know, it's, it's a precarious position that, you know, quite frankly, the rock put these guys in, you know, with his, yeah. with this comeback. And, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this out loud and, and criticize the rock a little bit over the past few years. He is developing a little bit of a savior complex in a lot of the things that he's been doing. Let's, you know, take a look at some of the things he's done lately. And and Ruben, you're you know, you're you're a geek guy along with me on some of this stuff. DC Comics at the studio with the studios. He went in, they wanted him to be Black Adam, be a Shazam villain, and all of a sudden it turns into a feature film. He wants to make it he basically wanted to take over DC Comics Studios all of a sudden make Black Adam the big bad villain and the center of DC Comics. It doesn't work out. The The movie loses nine figures, and it's a disaster, and he ends up getting thrown out of there. He goes in to take over the XFL. It doesn't work out. They end up having to merge. Now they're with the USFL. doesn't work out. The whole thing with the Maui rescue video that he does with Oprah comes off terribly, terribly, and he and Oprah take huge hits on that and he has to do an apology on that one now he comes into wwe he gets on the board and we find out months ago that this whole thing was starting to get into motion way before the the cody's wins the rumble this wasn't happening right when all of a sudden the vince mcmahon thing broke and and cm punk got hurt this was in the works even before that so the rock seems to have this attitude of when he's getting involved in something, he's going to take it over and he's going to make it better. And he's bombing out lately. 
And I think he needs to realize sometimes, you know, slow your roll, bud. You know, he's a very successful man, and I and I'm and I don't want to denigrate everything that he's done. I mean, he's one of the most successful men on earth. There's there's no question about that. But man, that ego is getting out of hand a little bit when he's walking in the door in some of these places, and he's got to learn to pull it back just a little bit. Would Would you guys agree with that? I mean, here here's the thing. If Rock wanted this match so bad, and TKO, the, the TKO management side of things agreed, despite what Triple H wanted weeks ahead of the Rumble, that Rock was facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. You know what you do? The Rock gets his ass in his trunks, he comes out at number 30 in the Royal Rumble, and he wins the damn thing. Right. Because at that point, Rock won the Rumble. Rock can pick whoever he wants. Rock picks Roman Reigns. Sorry, Cody. There's nothing we can do because you lost the Royal Rumble. I guarantee you some people would have still been upset, but all the I's would have been dotted and the T's would have been crossed, and it at least would have made logical sense. And they went in a completely illogical way instead, and that's why everybody has a problem with it. And they still haven't, like, yes, they. I give them credit because of the, the Vince McMahon regime. I don't think they would have pivoted. No. I think Vince would have dug his heels in and said, nope, we're doing Rock and Roman. You're going to love it because I love it, and that's the bottom line, and we're moving on. But Triple H and Rock and everybody at TKO WWE, to their credit, read the room and said, we need to fix this. And they did, but they need to fix it creatively to finalize the foundation for this all to make sense. And I know we're eventually, I know this is eventually leading to what seems to be Cody and Rollins against Rock and Roman main event night one of WrestleMania 40. I'm assuming based <laughs> on the Grayson Waller effect hosting Rollins and Cody at Elimination Chamber and Heyman speaking with Waller on SmackDown, that match is going to be set up at Elimination Chamber on Saturday. I would not be surprised if we see Rock and Roman appear at, at the Chamber on Saturday to confront Rollins and Cody and set up this match. But they still need to make sense as to why Cody stepped aside to begin with and why The Rock is now acting the way that he is. Because until they line that up in a nice little row, there's still going to be people out me like me out there that are just begging WWE to make it make sense. Yeah. And since Triple H has taken charge, they've done a much better job of making storylines cohesive, making sense, not insulting their audience. And I feel like this storyline is a blatant example of something they need to fix on the road to WrestleMania. Yeah, and, and real quick before you say something, Ruben, I mean, that's that's part of what's so important in pro wrestling, and that's where like AEW is somewhat struggling right now, is that the stories just aren't coming together very well, and it, and it's hurting them. And, if, and WWE was struggling with that for such a long time, and they managed to pull it together recently over the last year, year and a half. So... That's what's making it special. It's not guys doing stuff and guys and girls doing stuff in ring. It's the story that goes along with it. Ruben, go ahead. Your thoughts. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, I mean, there's a bunch. God, there's so much to talk about when it comes to this. But it seems to me, and I, I might be mistaken here, but it seems to me the whole point of Roman's reign, no pun intended, as his current reign is to put his name into record books as the longest reign in the modern era. 
it seems to me that's the point. Like the overall story is 20 years from now, we get to look back and say Roman Reigns is the name in the record book instead of like, you know, Bruno Sammartino and Bob Backlund and Hulk Hogan, right? Because those are the names at the top of the longest Reigns leaderboards. So they want him at the top as long as possible. And in doing so, they've screwed the pooch on Sami Zayn. They've screwed the pooch on Cody once already, right? Like they've sort of wasted a bunch of other opportunities to uplift new stars in uh, in the advantage of keeping Roman on top. Hell, Solo Sokoa hasn't done anything in a year and a half because of this storyline. We talk about the bloodline all the time, but it's really the Usos. I mean, the Usos have really benefited from it as well, but it's really Roman the Usos tangentially, and that's kind of it. A lot of the other storylines are getting pushed down or diverted. Uh, even Seth like, is suffering because of how much anic oxygen the, the bloodline storyline is taking up in the room. So do you cut that off in, what, 50 days from now, and you don't have the number, you don't have the number on the streak yet, but you get the Cody mania that you want, you know, at at what point is the tipping point where we do get the Brian Danielson effect where we, where he wins the championship or is it another, is it another coming up short moment for someone like Cody where, you know, we just don't see the title change again. It continues to be kind of stagnant. Like how many times are we going to see the same match with Roman it's a cool story. The The Bloodline story and Roman's story is amazing, but they've managed to take a cancer survivor and make him a not-liked person. You know? It's it's mind-blowing to me, and I, I don't I don't know where the breaking point is for that. And that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating drama. It's why I enjoy the writing. But you gotta you gotta stick the landing. And the landing is when does Roman lose? Great point. Ruben, you're the man. I missed you so much. Thanks, buddy. (laughs) All right. And with that, we're a little bit behind, so i got to get a break in here, guys. When we come back, we're going to keep this rolling with Matt Black and Ruben Bressler here on the Mark Hoke Show. Oh, man. This is why we love pro wrestling. It's just awesome, isn't it, everybody? Oh, Oh, yeah. So much fun. Stick around, everybody. we got a whole lot more to talk about. Because the Elimination Chamber is coming up. Maybe you want to put a little bet down. I got the betting odds and all sorts of great stuff. Stick around. We'll be right back. One oh one five FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we return to the Mark Oak Show here on KDON, 101.5 FM, the Talk of Las Vegas, and of course also streaming on that Odyssey app. Download it now, shame on you if you don't. You will not get any birthday cake this year if you don't. I'm just telling you right now, it's over. You don't get it. Right, Ruben? I mean, we'll see. We can negotiate. We'll no, we can, no we can change the storyline depending on how the audience reacts. I suppose we could. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben Bressler along for the ride with me, and we've got Matt Black from 
WrestleZone.com senior editor over there. He's just uh, well, one of the kings. He, <laughs> that's how it goes, man. Very happy to have him on the show. By the way, we got some uh, comments in the chat box. Uh, Mark uh, Marcha saying, uh, we're all Cody crybabies. And uh, he wants a rock concert before WrestleMania. So there you go. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, get get uh, get guitar rock out there to introduce the show. That'd be nice. Trying to think. I think it'd be funny. Yeah, that'd be great. I hear Elias isn't doing anything. He wrestled at um wrestling revolver last night. Yeah, well, I'm just saying. Elijah. Oh, excuse me. I was going to say Elias's brother is also available. (laughs) I think Hammerstone could do a concert too. He rocks out. Get them both out there. Why not? It'd be fun. Yeah. What, what else we got in here? Uh, game... um, uh, Boogs. Didn't he play guitar? Yeah. Yeah. We could get a whole band up there. What, what's the For deal? Sure. Why is WWE releasing all the guys that well, play a mean guitar? They're going to bring Heath Slater in do 3MB again? Oh. You know, that would be kind of fun, actually. But... <laughs> Oh, we're coming up with some crazy stuff. Oh, let's see. Uh, Gamer Bear says the great guy, the amazing dude, he's back. I'm assuming they're talking about Matt Black. So, I appreciate that. Yeah, there you go. Um, Gary Johnson, the chat box, also said uh, to me, it's a no-brainer. Put wrestling on TV Saturday morning like they used to. Uh, more viewers, oh, mean more interest. Interesting. More fans, more money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I do miss Saturday morning wrestling. Saturday morning wrestling is cute. I like that. That's that's how I grew up watching it. I I, I became a fan from watching you know wrestling challenge and WWF superstars on Saturday mornings. Like I think that's a great way to hook a, a younger audience early and keep them invested as they continue to grow up. I yeah I. I don't understand why there isn't a Saturday morning wrestling show from any of the top companies right now. I think it's a missed hmm. opportunity. Yeah, I miss it too because that's where I got a I got a lot. I mean, my the station one of the stations that I grew up with had a nice run of WWF and NWA with their syndicated show. Um, yeah, and I think I think World Class was on after that too. Yeah, just it, they just they just did Saturday morning wrestling. It was awesome. Huh. I was in pure heaven. It was amazing. That can be that can be a more lighthearted show too. That can be more. That would be a show that like Big E would host. <laughs> you know, there you go. Like let, let when when all the members of the New Day retire, just let them choose whatever they want to do and put it on Saturday morning for the kids. Like that'd be that'd be kind of fun. That'd be all right. I I'd be okay with that panel they had at the WrestleMania press conference too. That was a nice little group. Absolutely. Yeah, that was a that was a good team they put together. I was not convinced that that was going to work. I am not the world's biggest CM Punk fan, but I really appreciated all, like the mix of what they had in uh, in that in that uh, the, that four top. Yeah, anybody that wrecks wrecks the man bun and says let them fight, I'm down. That's all right. I, I give that a win. <laughs> well, we've got a pay per view coming up here. Excuse me, premium live event, premium live event, premium coming up here on Saturday morning. I can't wait to get hey, up there. There you this. go. Saturday morning. Yeah. Oh, 2 a.m. though. Yeah. Well, 5, 5 a.m. for me. Right. That's a little early for the kids. But. <laughs> I, I have so many questions about this. I'm so sorry to, to jump in. If you, have, if you have a setup here, Mark. Well, but... I'll just tell everybody what's going on. WWE <clears throat> Elimination Chamber as we continue the road to WrestleMania coming up. And uh, right now, four matches 
are on that card. And uh, let me pull that up for you real quick. Uh, the Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest will defend the WWE Tag Team Championships against the new Catch Republic, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. So that one's going off. We've got the Women's Elimination Chamber match. Winner's going to get Rhea Ripley. That's Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, Tiffany Stratton, who won her way into that. Naomi, and then whoever wins this last chance battle royal on Monday. Uh, Rhea Ripley defends her World Women's World Championship against Nia Jax. And then the Elimination Chamber match for a shot at Seth Rollins' title. Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul will be facing off in that one. And uh, just to real fast give you betting odds on this, I'm just wondering if there's a a, a little bit of a, yeah, maybe a chance to steal some money here. Uh, Judgment Day is a minus 2,000. Yeah, against Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate, and I'm I'm almost wondering if dropping a a, a no. five no, no there's no, no way awesome no Dude, that would be awesome trainer winning those tag titles at WrestleMania. All right, fair yeah. enough. I, I yeah, they, they've set that they've set that story up. I, I love Dunn and Bate. They're not winning on Saturday. All right, fair enough. I just just throwing it out. That there. would be that would be incredibly shocking. Uh, Rhea Ripley is minus five thousand against Nia Jax, who's a plus one thousand. Uh, You're Drew, not beating her in Australia. No. Yeah, uh, I will give an unpopular opinion, though. Yeah. Maybe unpopular. I, I mean, nobody – I mean, Nia Jax is dangerous in the ring. Like, she hurts people. But her most recent run has been her best run. I, I so, would agree with that. So I, I don't hate She's, it. Jax was also born in Australia. <laughs> oh, so this okay. this is kind of a big match for both of them. Nice. I, I think they're going to main event. I, I think they're going to give Rhea and Jax the main event of the show. No. So, that'd be awesome. We'll see I'd what happens. That. No, that would be terrific. Uh, and then the men's match, they don't have the women's match because it's not complete yet. Uh, Drew right. McIntyre is a minus 165 favorite. Then it's Orton plus 300, LA Knight plus 325. Logan Paul plus 750. Bobby Lashley, Kevin Owens are plus 1,000. So no surprises there, guys? Think they've got it right? Yeah, no surprises. I mean, they've been setting up Rollins McIntyre. I love this hilarious heel turn. I, I prayed for this McIntyre. Um, it's very good. So no surprises here. L.A. Knight is someone that L, that uh, WWE has screwed the pooch on again. But I, I'd like for him to, you know, get something at some point. But uh, but I, I think Drew probably ends up here. Here, here's the one thing to keep, to keep in mind. While I do think the smart money is on Drew at the moment, if Randy Orton or L.A. Knight walk out of the Elimination Chamber with this win, look out for Damian Priest on night one of WrestleMania 40. Yes. Because I would not be surprised if after that tag match ends, if Orton or, or, Orton or Knight win at the Elimination Chamber, Priest cashes in on Rollins after that tag match, and he walks into night two of WrestleMania with that, world championship after losing the tag titles earlier in the show but then he's going to lose that title on night two to either la Knight or randy orton so <laughs> he's going to have a one-day reign but i'm just saying smart money is i would say the smart money is on drew but if orton or la Knight win that match look out for the cash in a wrestlemania 40 absolutely agree um so one of my questions though is about the men's elimination chamber and speaking of superstars from australia they didn't put Bronson Reed in this elimination chamber, which there, seems a, a weird choice to there's me. A reason. There, there's a personal reason for that. Okay. 
um, his wife is scheduled to give birth. Ah, weekend of okay. elimination chamber. He's gonna want. He wants to be home for that. Got it. I okay. I, th- I think if his wife was set to give birth at any other point, he would have been. He would have been in. Cool. All right. But, that makes perfect sense. I just didn't know that concept. Yeah, there. It's not. It's not. It's not a big publicly known thing. But his wife is scheduled to give birth right around the time of that of that event this week. Well, weekend. good on Bronson for that. Then so, I'm sure that, that was a conversation yeah. they had. That's a. I mean, that's upsetting. I would have liked to have seen. I mean, also this is yeah. He, the he same, deserved a spot. Yeah. Usually they like to put one of the big the big boppers in the elimination chamber too. You know, they put like a like a Samoa Joe or an Otis or like one of the big guys. Uh, and the closest we have to that, I guess, is Lashley. Lashley, yeah, I mean, yeah. but that's not what I'm looking. That's that's not what I'm talking. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, no, no, I get what you mean. But because uh, this is like it's these are a lot of spectacular athletes, but it's kind of the same athlete six times, and I like it when there's a different body type matchup happening in these ty- types of cage events. I think my favorite thing about the men's chamber this weekend is an average fan can look at this match and look at the world title picture and make a legitimate argument for all six of these men. Absolutely. I think you'd make a harder argument for Logan Paul since he already holds a championship, but all of these people are more than qualified to head to WrestleMania and challenge for a world championship. And I don't think WWE has been in that position star power wise in quite some time. So you just like, to me, I just look at that chamber. And I'm like, yeah, they're, they're they're loaded in the main event picture if they decide to utilize all these people to their maximum potential. And I hope they do do that following WrestleMania 40. I hope everybody in this chamber shines in their own way throughout the rest of 2024. For sure. And the women's chamber is stacked, too. I mean, the five women who are in this chamber, I look at all of them and I go, yeah, I could see that person being in the picture. So they're doing a pretty good job with their like the B level of the card on on both sides of the ball. Yeah, and how about the rise of Tiffany Stratton? Boy, is she yeah. she is impressive. You know, I I remember when the vignettes first started playing for her on NXT and I was just like, "Oh, we got another, you know, cute blonde, but boy, she has just absolutely impressed the hell out of me." And she, it's not going to be long before she's going to meet her at the top of this card. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough cracking, you know, that top five or six group. But she's on her way, Matt. I, I really think she is. No, I I agree. Uh, and look, if you look at when NXT 2.0 launched, as bad as that show was, the two standouts were Tiffany Stratton and Braun Breaker. Yeah, and now they're both on SmackDown. So. With all the with all the bad that came out of 2.0 and that transition period to the NXT we have now, we had two shining stars, and they're both on the main roster and are, are about to do great things this year, and that's something we can't overlook. No doubt. And you know, speaking of NXT, just real quick before we go to commercial break, thoughts on the new NXT Tag Team Champions, yeah. Braun Breaker and Baron Corbin. I, I mean, oh, wow. I've been a Baron Corbin, I'll call it apologist for a while. I, I, you know, he's a worker. I'm glad that he's got a belt again. Like he's just a, he, he puts, he, he puts in the losses, you know, he's willing to be a little bit of a jobber 
and that's okay. And but now he's got his flowers for it, and I'm really excited for him. I'm not sure I would have done it if Breaker was scheduled to be called up, and that and that's my only hang up on it. Like, is Breaker going to be working both shows for the foreseeable future until they drop those titles? Um, because if he's just going to be strictly SmackDown now, I think that was a mistake. I'd like to see them. Triple H and Sean obviously work well together. I would like to see some kind of okay. You can, he can continue to work NXT with Baron until they drop the titles at probably like Stand and Deliver WrestleMania weekend or something. But after that, he's ours. Like to me, that's the main thing you need to contribute to, and you need to for people who watch everything. You need to make sure the Braun Baker character we're seeing every Tuesday on NXT is the same Braun Breaker we're seeing Friday night on SmackDown. Yeah. You can't change. You can't change who he is. Yeah. Vince was way too gun happy to take everybody who Triple H created in the original black and gold NXT and change them when he brought them to the main roster and left you feeling like, why did I invest all this time in this in this guy or girl when now they're on the main roster and they're completely different and they're not being used how I want to see them used. So I, ju- I just hope that they continue to bridge that gap between NXT and the main roster. The people that you're watching on Tuesday nights are the same people that you see when they get brought up to Raw or SmackDown. I would agree with that 100%. All right, let's take our final break. And when we come back, we've got a little bit more time with Matt Black from WrestleZone and my tag team partner, Ruben Bressler. Ah, it's good to have you home, brother. It's good to have we you home. We would be minus 2,000 against the Judgment Day, too, though. I don't know about that. I, I mean, know. in Australia. Uh, in Australia. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, you, you'd be all travel messed up. I can handle right. it, but you, I don't know. Stick around, everybody. We got a whole lot more on the Mark Oak Show. We'll be right back. 101.5 FM Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. Hey, let's do this one more time, shall we? I'd do it all day, but, you know, they won't let me. They should, though. They don't pay you enough. (laughs) Well, that's another subject, but we won't get into that, shall we? Well, maybe WrestleZone should start paying me. That'd be cool. There you go. I'll come work for you guys. <laughs> yeah, that'll work. That's that's I, a that's a I, way I to don't, get. I hired. don't. I don't have that much pull there. Right. <laughs> it's all good. But of course, we've got Matt Black from WrestleZone and Ruben Bressler joining me, having a terrific time here on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment, and of course, just covering all the great news in pro wrestling. Now, we had already talked about the Darby Allen Sting promo a little while ago. But Matt, I want to ask you a very simple question. And I gotta keep this we've got a few minutes, so I gotta keep it short because I got one other thing I want to ask you about too. Gotcha. Should Darby and Sting win at AEW Revolution? Yes or no? It's Sting's call at the end of the day, it's Sting's call. Uh Sting wanted the unbox match, Sting got the unbox match. Uh if Sting want if Sting wants to win. Let him win. If Stain wants to, if Stain wants to go out on his back, let him go out on his back. To me, if he's losing, I don't think he can main event the show because I don't think you want to end the show on a on a on a down note. 
because uh, I think that would kind of deflate a gigantic crowd that's there to see Sting. So if he if he's winning, I'd say close the show with it. If he's losing, I'd say do it earlier, like a couple matches before the main event, just so you can bring people back up at the end of the show. Um, but at the to me, at the end of the day, it's his call, and I can't fault him either way for whatever he wants to do. If he decides to win and they do a tournament and they do a tournament for the vacated tag team titles, I think that would be a great way to reestablish that tag division that's kind of been almost treated as a second, like an afterthought over the course of the last year. And I think that might actually help revitalize their entire tag team division if they wanted to do it, do it that way. But I mean, you can't argue with the Bucks as these heel EVP characters holding these titles either, because I think that could make for some very entertaining television. Yeah. It could go either way. So yeah, the, yeah, I, mean, I, I really do think it could go either way. Yeah. It, then we'll see what Tony Khan's going to cook up on that. So yeah, just uh, should be an intriguing, it's going to be an intriguing night out there in Greensboro coming up. Uh, I did want to touch a little bit on what's going on with TNA uh, before we get out of here, because obviously the uh, removal of Scott Moore has just caused a massive storm in what seemed to be, you know, paradise in TNA. Everybody was thrilled to death. We had a great time out here in Las Vegas. Everybody was happy with the direction it was going. The performers loved the guy to death. And, you know, Scott was trying to do some things there. Anthem said no. And the guy that pretty much saved that company is out. And letters are being sent to them saying we want Scott back. The talent's not happy, and it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. What are you guys hearing over there at WrestleZone about this situation? Nope, no, but no, nobody's happy. I haven't talked to anybody who's happy about this. Um, when they when they first put the the brand launch back that's from Impact to TNA. I was like, the one thing that this company can't do when it rebrands to 2024 is to allow the LOL TNA meme to return. And that's what they've done. Their LOL, their LOL TNA again. Because people like they, this company can't get out of their own way. And, and Scott Demore was steering the ship in a very positive direction. The locker room was very happy. A united front. They loved working for that guy. You never hear a bad thing said coming at, come, about him coming out of their locker room. And now just because he wanted a bigger budget for TNA or he wanted to um, make the company better than it is right now, Anthem, it's, it seems like Anthem saw him as some kind of threat and terminated him, which to me is just ridiculous because – if it comes out eventually that he did something horribly wrong and they released him, fine. But here's the thing. If Anthem wants to save face and Scott did something terribly wrong, it's best that you freaking get that information out there right now before any more damage is already done to your brand. And they have a weekend of shows in New Orleans this um, next weekend to film content for the next several weeks of their television. And... I don't think Anthem's going to like the locker room that shows up next weekend because a lot of them are not happy. And this is going to be the first time that they're all going to be together in one place since Scott um, was terminated from the company. 
It's going to be a very inter- I think it's going to be a very interesting week for TNA um heading into um this weekend shows in New Orleans. I think uh I think you got you got to feel like more news is going to come out, especially with everybody together. We're we're, we're going to hear more within the next week about this situation and I don't think Anthem's going to like what comes out. Yeah, I don't think so either. And of course, uh, they're going to be heading back here in April. And if they don't get this straightened out and, you know, they put together a hell of a card, if they come up short this time around, they're not going to do what they did to the Palms this last, like they did this uh, back here in January. So, I don't know, keep your fingers crossed, but we'll we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, Matt, uh, give us everybody the rundown on what you have going on at WrestleZone and your podcast and, you know, let everybody know where they can find you, bud. Uh, WrestleZone, I'm there almost every day, just, you know, writing news, doing interviews, you know, editing articles and, and whatnot. Uh, it's fun. I, I, I love my job. I can't complain. Um, we run uh, Lost in the Big Card every Monday night on WrestleZone's YouTube channel. It's just podcast with my friend Jeremy Bennett, and we're going to have a lot of fun discussing that rock promo tomorrow night before Monday Night Raw. I promise you that. So, yeah, it, it's it's going to be something. All right. And, of course, uh, you can find him on Twitter, Raw F Showtime. Give him a follow. And, uh, you know, obviously check out all the great content on WrestleZone.com. Thank you very much for coming on the show, buddy. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate the invite. Thank you, man. You got it. And, Ruben, thank you for joining me on the show as well, my friend. It's great to have you back. Hey, man. I really appreciate you uh, you opening the door back up for an old old friend uh who hasn't done this in a minute fun to talk you bet well that's going to do it for us here on the mark hoke show on k dawn hey please do us a favor give us a like on x twitter or follow you know like on facebook if you can subscribe to us on youtube those are really important to us if you could take one second just go to youtube the mark hoke show and click that subscribe button we would certainly appreciate it that helps us support the show and Gosh darn it, thanks for listening out there on KDON and download that Odyssey app as well. We would certainly like that as well. Guys, we'll see you next week on the Mark Hoke Show. The road to WrestleMania, AEW Revolution. We've got the Elimination Chamber as well. We'll see you next week, everybody. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Catch you next time. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.